Welcome to the FitPro Podcast, a brand new initiative from FitPro for forward-thinking professionals who want the latest information while on the move. We hope you enjoy this week's pod, and for further information about today's podcast, head over to our social media pages and start the conversation. And to offer feedback and suggestions for future podcasts, get in touch with us at publish at fitpro.com. Hi, and welcome to another podcast with myself, Teresa Wheatley, Head of Marketing and Education here at FitPro. We are delighted to be joined by the creator of the Biomechanics Method Corrective Exercise Specialist Course, available through FitPro. It is the highest rated specialty certification in the fitness industry. Justin is a leading expert in musculoskeletal assessment and corrective exercise and joins us today to share his wisdom and insights on how to design successful corrective exercise programs. Hi and welcome Justin. Hi Teresa, thank you so much for having me. Uh, This is going to be fun, so I I really appreciate you inviting me to do this. It's our pleasure. I'm going to rock on with the first question. So first one for you, Justin, is why is it important for fitness professionals to know how to design corrective exercise programs? Well, that's a great question. And it's very pertinent because fitness professionals, uh, they've done research and 90% of clients actually have muscle and joint pain issues that are uh, preventing them from working out successfully or causing them pain, discomfort. And obviously that's affecting their ability to exercise and reach their goals. So when a client comes to a fitness professional for help, you know, whether it be weight loss, muscle gain, uh, ability to run a marathon and so forth, if they have muscle and joint pain issues, obviously that's going to lead to problems because it's going to prevent them from doing their exercises they need to do to reach their goals. And if they can't do those exercises um, or their workouts get limited, then that builds dissatisfaction with their programs because they get frustrated they may start to get uh, depressed that they're not getting to where they thought they could get in a certain amount of time. And that leads to potential dropout, which obviously affects not only the client's satisfaction with your business, but affects your bottom line as a fitness professional because you're now losing clients because you're not integrating corrective exercise uh, into your programs to help that clientele. Now, a lot of people, our fitness professionals will say, well, isn't corrective exercise or addressing you know, pain and musculoskeletal dysfunction, the job of a physiotherapist. And um, really a physiotherapist's job is to help clients with acute injury. Say someone sprained an ankle or torn a rotator cuff, then you would go to a physiotherapist who is very well trained to treat and diagnose that problem and help you get over that acute injury. But the job of a fitness professional is to be an expert in understanding muscles and movement and then design programs that help the body function better, so help muscles function better and help improve movement. So that long-standing musculoskeletal dysfunction, you know, things that have come about through you know, prolonged seated postures or having a uh, long-standing musculoskeletal imbalance, that's the job of a fitness professional um, is to address these long-standing problems rather than and you know leave the acute injuries to the physiotherapist because uh, that's their job, but it is most definitely your job as a fitness professional to know about corrective exercise and integrate it into your clients' programs because, as I said at the start, 90% of your clients have muscle and joint pain that are affecting their ability to work out successfully. Wow. Those stats are 
fascinating that's a, a, a huge amount so if i was to actually be working with a client that's got pain or movement issues um and i obviously understand that there's going to be a benefit from them doing corrective exercise what should i actually do first that's a good good question because obviously it's scary you know you've got a client let's say let's say you've got a client you're working out with and they're doing squats and they complain of their knee hurting during the squat a lot of uh, fitness professionals who don't know what to do with corrective exercise might say, well, let's stop doing squats and let's do something else. So they might try lunges and the lunges still hurt, maybe not quite as much. And so then they go, oh, maybe we'll go sit on the, um, you know, the leg extension machine and we'll do leg extensions. And they say, no, that doesn't hurt my knee. We're good. Well, now you're just limiting someone's workout. So it's important to know how to address someone's pain and dysfunction when they work out. And the way you're going to do that is perform an assessment um, so you'll stop. So if a client has uh, pain when they're squatting, you would stop them and perform a series of assessments to help you understand what might be causing the client's knee pain. But more importantly, or as important, is to teach your client what might be causing their knee pain. Because if you do an assessment on a client, let's say they're squatting, and you say, hey, let me just take a quick look at your feet. Maybe you've got some issues that are causing your ankle to collapse or your feet to collapse, and that might be causing your shins or lower leg to rotate in and, and stress your knee. Let's take a look at your feet and um, see if there might be some imbalances there that might be causing or contributing to your knee pain. So that enables you to obviously find clues about your client's underlying dysfunction that might be causing their pain, but it also empowers your client to understand their body so that they are going to do the exercises that you recommend to help address their knee pain. Because if you haven't taught the client as you're going through the assessment properly um, about you know, what you're finding with their feet and ankles and so forth and how that might relate to their knee pain, then they're not going to do those exercises. So it's important to obviously do the assessment, but more importantly, to communicate it effectively to your client um, as, as you're performing the assessment so they're motivated to do the exercises you recommend. Obviously, if you're getting a prospective client and you haven't started working out with them, you have the opportunity to conduct a series of assessments of their whole body, um, you know, as part of an initial consultation. So when you do get a client uh, that has pain or muscle dysfunction, obviously you want to assess them and that'll differ slightly depending on whether you're having a current client or a prospective client. The current client, obviously, you can do an assessment while they're working out because obviously they don't want to suddenly stop and do an hour-long consultation. But doing an assessment will help identify a problem. If you've identified that problem uh, correctly, then you're obviously going to address the knee pain. And that sparked interest in them to say, hey, if they can help me with my knee pain that easily, perhaps they can help me with my back pain or shoulder pain and so forth. And then they might be motivated to set up another session with you where you get the opportunity to perform a complete assessment on them. And those assessments will be, you know, starting off with verbal assessments, you know, asking them about their musculoskeletal dysfunction, uh, their health history, what activities they engage in, so forth, and then progressing to performing visual assessments and hands-on assessments to gather more information you need about their musculoskeletal health and imbalances that they may have in various areas of the body. And it's always important to go through that process because as I alluded to before, the way that you communicate the process to the client builds trust and rapport with your client that they now know that you know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And the only way you can do that is obviously slowly and progressively starting with those visual assessments first, which enables the client to relax and then moving into 
those visual assessments and hands-on assessments, which will give you the information you need to understand what their imbalances are and how you're going to address them as part of their corrective exercise program. Amazing. Thank you. All right. So now I've got these assessment results. Um, what am I going to do with them once I've worked out these imbalances? Where do I go to next? So it's good. So you've got these assessment results now from performing the assessment and the client's excited to, to you know, get underway and address the issues they have. And you're excited as the professional because like, hey, I bet you now I can help fix this client. The only problem that tends to be sometimes a disconnect between what the client wants first and what you want first. Because as a professional, you're typically what happens is your ego kicks in and goes, I'm going to fix all these problems I found. Well, really, that what the client wants you to fix first is the symptoms they feel, which is typically pain. So when you, with the assessment results, obviously you, from the verbal assessment, you understand which parts of the client's body hurts. From performing the visual and hands-on assessments, you understand their balances, and this is the causes that you can address as a fitness professional. Their musculoskeletal imbalances are what are probably causing their symptoms. However, you've got to help the client with their symptoms first, because if someone's pain goes away quickly, then they're going to be extremely motivated to address the causes, which you will get to next. So the first thing you do with the assessment results is provide pain relief because typically that's why someone is utilizing the services because they got a sore knee or sore back or so forth. And the way to do that typically is to use self-myofascial release because obviously that helps relieve tension in muscles, um, you know, sluggish blood flow, adhesion, scar tissue and so forth, and releases endorphins. So not only are you addressing or helping the muscle tissues um, and fascia become healthier and help the body feel better, but just the simple act of applying that pressure to those areas of discomfort um, and trigger points will release endorphins and your client will feel better. And when they feel better, they start to think, huh, this really helps me and I'm actually feeling better. So now they, you've helped develop uh, or empower them to have hope for the future that corrective exercise can help them not only in the short term, but in the long term. And as their symptoms relieve and they start to feel better, then that's now your job to begin addressing the underlying causes of their pain, which is the imbalances that you have discovered from performing the assessments that I spoke about before. And that's where you then start to progress your program, moving from the self-myofascial release component, because obviously you've now addressed their symptoms and also with the self-myofascial release, you've helped recondition and rejuvenate and regenerate the tissue. So now those tissues are ready to be stretched or put into increased ranges of motion. So possibly, you know, if someone has back pain, uh, they weren't able to bend forward originally to touch their toes, you perform the right self-myofascial release to help their lower back feel better. But in doing so, that's now enabled their body to be able to go into increased ranges of motion. So you're going to slowly teach them how to, you know, stretch or move down to touch their toes and then progress further into the strengthening component, which would uh, retrain the muscles that support those structures as they move. So it's very progressive. Address the symptoms first, yeah. then when the client starts to feel better, you move into addressing the underlying causes of their pain, which is the imbalances that you have um, noted during the assessment process. Yeah, absolutely. And when people get that relief from pain, it's amazing, isn't it? So um, what I'm thinking though is um, that, you know, in the short term we can relieve the pain, but how are we gonna get this sort of long-term success? And and I guess ultimately getting 
um, the clients back to the activities that they might have missed out of because of fear of pain or genuinely because they've just not been able to? How can I, how can I get them back to doing what they were doing before? Well, it's a, it's a great question. It's a, it's a, it's a lot to that uh, uh, question because obviously, you know, you can be the best corrective exercise specialist in the world, um, but if you don't get your clients to adhere to their programs in the long term, then they're not ever going to get the long-term relief that they need. So you've got to first know how to progress your programs so that you can provide long-term relief. But you also got to make sure that your clients do their homework and stick with it long enough to get long-term relief. So you're going to progress your program. So obviously I said, you know, most corrective exercise programs will begin with self-myofascial release. You'll then progress to stretching. And obviously within stretching, there is progressions as well. You start off with obviously easy passive stretches that aren't dynamic and your goal would be to progress stretches through the, the various progressive nature you know from passive to active to dynamic and same with strengthening you wouldn't suddenly go into multi-planar strengthening movements when you yep. get to the strengthening phase you're going to start off with isometric and then move to you know from single joint to multiple joint and so forth so that's all very very important and those strategies are listed in the biomechanics method, so you don't need to sort of remember those now, but it's very important that you progress from easy exercise that your clients can perform, because if you give exercises to clients that cause pain yeah. to them or more pain, then they're going to drop off. Or if you give them exercises they can't do because it requires too much balance or they can't coordinate, they're going to drop out as well because they feel stupid. So it's very important that you progress clients um, with the ultimate goal of getting them back to doing those things that they aren't able to do because of their pain. So, for example, if we've got a runner that comes to see you with knee pain, you're going to perform the assessments, you're going to find the underlying, you know they've got knee pain, so that's their symptom. Their underlying causes may be overpronation, uh, lack of internal hip rotation, and an anterior pelvic tilt, you know, causing stress to the knee. So you'll address the symptoms of knee pain first, and then progress when they start to feel better to addressing the ankle dysfunction you found and the hip and pelvis dysfunction you found. Right. Your ultimate goal then is to integrate that lower kinetic chain because now you've got the you know the foot and ankle and the leg and the hip working better into movements that mimic running. So you may start to introduce movements that you know integrate the lower body into now how the upper body functions when you're running, which is you know. The, as one leg swings forward, the opposite arm comes forward, which means the torso has to rotate correctly um, and so forth. So your goal with corrective exercise is to teach the client first address the symptoms, then address the parts that you've found dysfunction with, you know, the common imbalances you've found that are causing pain and dysfunction to the area that your client has identified, and then slowly integrate those parts that were dysfunctional into the whole, meaning the whole body, so that the body can then perform correctly when it does its chosen movement, which in this case would be running. Because what happens a lot of time with, you know, in the fitness industry is someone says, I'm, I, I've got, um, you know, I want to train for a marathon. So they just run more. The problem is they couldn't run properly in the first place from a biomechanical standpoint. So running more puts more stress on the structures of the body and then their body just breaks down. And that leads to obviously they're not reaching their goals and um, breaking down. And doing it this way helps you then integrate it into the client's program or the regular programs, because in addressing the parts with, their, with these corrective exercises, if you teach your client how to do those exercises for homework, 
you can start to do the integrated exercises that mimic, you know, work workouts effectively when you have your sessions with your clients. So now they know that they're addressing a dysfunction for homework and you're thinking, uh, and they know when they come to see you that you are thinking of their ultimate goals, which is getting back to running so that they can reach their other goals, which are, you know, get better, lose weight, uh, not feel so old and so forth. So it's very important that you follow that progressive nature, always thinking about what parts of dysfunction and how do I integrate those back into the whole and do it in such a way that your client can be part of the process and do things for homework and then they'll adhere in the long term to the uh, strategies you're both working on together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you find that um, clients struggle with adhering to their homework, maybe through sort of fear of pain or or not knowing how to do it? What are your thoughts on that? That's a great, great question. And definitely, I mean, humans are creatures of habit. And mm. if someone has long-term uh, musculoskeletal dysfunction and pain, um, it's not always because they've been unlucky in being the only person that's, you know, had an injury or an accident and so forth. Um, they may have gone to see a lot of practitioners, you know, before coming to see you to help them, but they just didn't do their homework because, um, you know, it's hard to fail and they're very scared that they're going to fail. So um, what they do is not do their homework because then they think, oh, did they just say, oh, those exercises didn't work or that professional didn't know what they were talking about. They'd almost rather fail than try um, so hard and not get where they think they want to be. So it's easy just to say, you know, uh, that professional didn't know what they were doing. So you need to be aware of these things when clients come to see you because clients are going to look for ways to not do their homework because they're scared. They're very, very scared about the injury or pain they have. But you can always find ways to, um, and this is outlined more in more detail than you could ever imagine in the biomechanical. It is so important to get clients to be part of the process, feel like you're a team member versus, you know, you just being the expert saying, do this, do that, do that, because that sounds like your mother nagging you, doesn't it? And <laughs> we all know that that doesn't work. What helps yeah. is when people make us part of the process, which is your job as a fitness professional, is to make the client feel like they're part of the process and that this is a teamwork approach and um, you're going to give them all the tools they need to be successful. And that means giving them homework, but not giving them homework and saying, you know, let's say, Teresa, you come to see me. Mm -hmm. Teresa, I don't care. You've got to do an hour of homework a day. What would be a better strategy would be to say to you, hey, Teresa, how much homework would you be prepared to do a day? And if you just said to me five minutes, I'm not going to say, that's ridiculous. You're never going to get anywhere in five minutes. I'm going to say, fantastic. We'll yeah. probably get a couple of exercises in in that five minutes you have each day. I'm going to give you those two exercises that are not going to take more than the five minutes that you told me you could commit to. Because if I do that, it means that you're going to do it. And if you start to experience relief because I've chosen the right exercises, I guarantee you, and this has never not happened with clients uh, of mine, is that they come in and say, hey, you know, those exercises really help. I could probably do 10 minutes now. And then all of a sudden, within a month, they're doing half an hour a day of corrective exercises when they initially said to me, I can only do five minutes. Yeah. They, people typically say I can only do five minutes because they're expecting things to go badly and they don't want to give up the time for things to go badly. But if you do your job right and give them the right exercises and make sure that there's a time frame that they've committed to, then they're going to be their best friend in the sense that they're going to be now saying, you know what, this is really working. I can commit more time to this because it's very important to me to get rid of this pain and address the dysfunction that I have. Yeah. 
So yeah. that's, that's a great question. So you will experience people that don't want to do their homework and they don't want to adhere, but it's just because they're scared. And if you work with them versus against them, meaning you, know, you got to do this, you got to do this, work with them, understand those anxieties and give them strategies that they can be successful at performing, they'll increase their confidence and their fear and anxiety will diminish and their adherence will increase. Lovely. Perfect. I'm up for doing some homework. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah exactly. Five at least, right? <laughs> it's a deal, mate. Um, yeah. So last one, I'm thinking about, you know, all of the um, FitPro community and thinking, obviously, there's been a lot of changes in the world recently and a lot of people are sort of reflecting on how they're going to move their business on. So um, tell me a little bit about, you know, incorporating corrective exercise uh, services. How is that going to help our fit pros businesses? Great question. So corrective exercise, the good thing about it is that it addresses muscle and joint dysfunction, which most of the population have. Like I said at the beginning, you know, 90% of your clients uh, mm. are going to have this, and that's the same for any uh, segment of the population has dysfunction that you can help them with if you understand about corrective exercise and how to integrate it into your uh, program. So you are going to attract more clients if you have corrective exercise specialty skills. You're also gonna get referrals from current clients because if you can help current clients deal with aches and pains they've had for a long time, you know, you've always got clients go, oh, I've had this knee pain for years or you know, ongoing shoulder pain. If you can actually help those clients you're helping them with something that no one else has been able to help them with and something that they've had for a very long time. And the referrals you get from current clients, whether they're referring their spouse or family or friends mm. and so forth, will be exponential. And the best thing about word of mouth referrals is it costs you nothing. Um, and they're very valuable because the client or the potential client coming to see you, who was referred to you by your current client, is already going to trust you and believe that your services are going to work because they've seen it uh, work for someone that they know or love and so forth. So that client comes to you in a much better, more positive framework when they come from a referral from a current client. You're yeah. also going to get increased referrals from medical practitioners. And I said in, when you, at, at the start of this podcast, when you asked me, it's very important that you stay within your scope of practice. You know, you're not a physiotherapist. You're not, your job is not to treat and diagnose is to understand musculoskeletal imbalances, understand what muscles and movements are causing or contributing to those musculoskeletal imbalances and address that dysfunction you find. So improve muscle function and movement function. And you are able to do that as a fitness professional training corrective exercise. And if you stay within that scope of practice, of course, medical practitioners are going to refer to you because they have the same people you have, which is people with muscle and joint pain who have that as a, on an ongoing basis and need someone who is trained in understanding movement to help them not only address that musculoskeletal dysfunction, but get them exercising regularly. Because obviously, mm. you know, the, the, the reason why people go to medical practitioners is typically for, or not always, but a lot of their health issues are because they're not exercising correctly and so forth. So you will get increased referrals from the, uh, the, the medical field. Corrective exercise also, if you, uh, you'll find that it's going to help a lot of your clients. So you'll start to um, invest more time in understanding corrective exercise and how the body works, which means you'll start to specialize in a particular area. When you specialize in a particular area, it enables you to focus your education, 
which means that you can become better in a particular area. When you become a specialist, we all know that this sucks when we go to see a specialist, but they charge us more money. So it means that if you start to specialize, then you can raise your rates as well. And when you raise your rates, you can either see less clients because you're making more per hour. The, the client that you are seeing is paying you more. So you can either see less clients or on the flip side of the coin, you can earn a lot more money because if you're seeing the same number of clients, but your session rate is double, then obviously your income has increased exponentially. And obviously this is a lot that I've been talking about. You know, what do you do when you first get a client and mm -hmm. how do you assess them? How do you build trust with them? How do you get them in here in the long term? How do you get them back to the regular programs? But all this process is completely outlined in the biomechanics method from start to finish because we feel that it's so important not to just give you the science behind corrective exercise, which we do, but also the client interaction and program design piece, which is equally important as we found from what I've spoke about is, you know, you can know all the best exercise in the world, but if you don't know how to communicate with clients mm -hmm. and build their um, hope and, and belief that they can get better, then it doesn't matter what you know, because they want to adhere to the program. So that's very, very important as well. Absolutely. Um, and with regards to the um, specialist course, um, just explain about the sort of modular route that they can take. Great. Yeah. So the biomechanics method is divided into five modules. Um, this teaches you the five important aspects of helping a client with, um, you know, through corrective exercise to address musculoskeletal dysfunction. The first module is assessments, and that's called the fundamentals of structural assessment. That teaches you how to assess your clients. Um, so the verbal, visual, hands-on assessments that I spoke about at the beginning. Module two is called understanding muscles and movement, and it teaches you to understand what muscles and movements have been affected that are either causing or contributing your clients' imbalances that you found from performing the assessments that you taught in the first module. So you learn the assessments, so how to assess the body and then you learn in module two what muscles and movements are either causing or contributing to those dysfunctions and observations you found uh, from you know learning the assessment material in module one module three then moves on to it's called the fundamentals of corrective exercise and that teaches you about the types of corrective exercise you know self myofascial stretching strengthening and how to progress within those types effectively so that you're not giving your clients too much too soon. You are addressing their underlying issues and knowing how to progress and redress and so forth. Module four is a complete corrective exercise library of over 200 exercises, including progressions and regressions that give you, you know, all the information you need to know about if I found this imbalance with a client, what exercise would I recommend? What time in their program? If they can't do it, how do I progress it, regress it? What's an alternative? Maybe not using this piece of equipment if they're traveling and so forth. So that library is very important for you to select uh, exercises when you're designing their program. And the last module is very important. It's how to design complete. It's called corrective exercise program design. And it teaches you how to design complete corrective exercise programs from start to finish. You know, how to select the right exercise, how to communicate those exercises, how to uh, devise the right homework, how to give homework effectively by taking pictures or video and, and coming up with the right instructions with your client to make sure they actually adhere to their homework so that they can be successful, so they can feel better. And then obviously, which is going to help your business um, both in the short and long term. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's so thorough, that's for sure. It's, it's no wonder it's the highest rated specialty certification in the fitness industry. Hey, um, Justin, <laughs> no, absolutely. Justin, um, you've shared some amazing gems of knowledge. What I you know, love about working with you is that you make everything so easy to digest and understand. It's so succinct. Um, you're an inspiration. So thank you, uh, Justin, for your time. Would you like to sign off? Um, maybe how people can follow you or find out any more information. And then I will sign off the whole podcast. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, hopefully that information will help you learn how to integrate corrective exercise into your uh, fitness businesses. If you want any more information, the biomechanics method, the full corrective exercise specialty certification is sold through FitPro. You can also purchase the five modules I spoke about individually, and that enables you to um, work in a sort of lockstep manner towards uh, getting your complete corrective exercise specialty certification at your own pace and at a budget you can afford. But you can find all that information um, on the FitPro website. And also on FitPro, there's links to blogs I've written on their YouTube channel. There are videos as well. So that's free information for you to, uh, for those of you who want to learn more about corrective exercise. And I hope that helps and I not only hope it helps your business, but your clients as well. Um, and thank you. And I'll sign off for now. And thank you very much, Teresa, for inviting me. Justin, it's always a pleasure to have you. And thank you for everything that you do in supporting our FitPro community by sharing all these wonderful gems. We will sign off. So thank you to all the listeners and we'll see you next time. For more information about FitPro education and for details on FitPro membership and insurance, you can visit us at fitpro.com. We hope you enjoy today's podcast and see you next time.